Gentlemen, you are being sent in by a halo jump. Now, I realize not all of you have had hands-on experience. And frankly, none of us have ever faced a situation quite like this one before. be asking any one of you to take this leap if I did not have complete faith in your ability to succeed. Your courage will never be more needed than it is today. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Love Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we're discussing Godzilla 2014, 2 hours, 3 minutes, PG-13, directed by Gareth Edwards. This movie was produced on a $160 million budget. Um, it stars Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, Brian Cranston, and Ken Watanabe. The world is beset by the appearance of monstrous creatures, but one of them may be the only one who can save humanity. Godzilla. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to go back and check out the Godzilla 2014 movie just because uh, all this new Godzilla King of the Monster stuff was coming out and Kong Skull Island and all this other universal pictures uh, uh, entities that they're trying to do some sort of massive universe or something i'm not really sure how that's supposed to work out but um yeah i i i watched it i liked it but there's some problems of course it can't be a perfect movie um i'll say off the top of my head i gave it a seven out of ten unfortunately imdb brought it has it at a six out of ten six point four out of ten People aren't feeling it that much, uh, and uh, I kind of understand why, but I also want to uh, maybe d- dive deeper into why people weren't feeling it so much. So it's considered an action-adventure sci-fi thriller, which I would maybe classify it more of as a sci-fi drama because there are some thrilling aspects to it, but overall, you're going for this movie. You think you're going for this for Godzilla. Really, you're going for the character beats between the main characters of um, Joe Brody, played by Brian Cranston, and uh, Ford Brody, which is Aaron Taylor Johnson, his son. And so um, it's very much taking on, I would say, a quote-unquote realistic take of having this type of uh, monster living in our world. And I feel like unlike some of these other uh, monster movies that come out, even in the realm of Pacific Rim, maybe Pacific Rim is the closest we've gotten to the realistic, if you want to, or at least the first one, um, that this really feels like we're hopeless in this uh, in this movie. In most of the Godzilla movies, you know, the the humans are trying to interact with the Godzilla creature or other monsters. In this movie, 
it very much feels like we're part of a disaster film. It feels like one of those San Andreas level. So the biggest problem in Godzilla 2014 is it looks good, sounds good, acted phenomenally, but there's a certain level of fun you want to have in a Godzilla movie, and I feel like this movie is so heavy, so serious, and so dramatic that it takes away from the fun you want to have with uh, the Godzilla movies when you want to go see them. Yes, they are based off of kind of a disaster-esque uh, movies or history that is based off, you know, the. I think the original Godzilla was supposed to be, um, you know, the Japanese people reacting to the Hiroshima bomb and... It's supposed to be, Godzilla's sort of supposed to be kind of a representation of that disaster. And it's kind of evolved over that from what my understanding is. But we don't want to take it that seriously. We don't want to watch a war film when we're watching Godzilla. We want to watch monsters fight. And so when I was watching this, I was like, this has got to be one of the best looking films I've seen in a very long time. For 2014, the special effects blow my mind. I think it was Legendary Pictures that are part of the uh, team on that. But um, I like the way Legendary has their... Uh, I, I like the color palette they put on Legendary stuff. It's kind of this grayish, sleek, gunmetal look. And so when the colors pop on screen, they really pop. Um and I think Pacific Rim might have been a legendary picture as well. But anyways, um, there is just not enough fun and not enough monster fighting for most people's liking. There's several times when you're watching the main antagonist, uh, I, I forgot his name, Brody something. Um, let me see. Brody. Ford Brody. It's not, it doesn't even sound like a real name. <laughs> um, uh, there's many times we're watching Ford Brody kind of try to escape the monsters in some sort of way and or disaster. And the way that they would shoot the monsters, you'd be like, oh, shit, something's about to happen. Oh, shit, it's about to go down. Oh, shit. So much hype. And then the camera would cut away from the fighting or pull out from the fighting and you'd be watching it on a monitor. Nobody in the history of anybody wants to watch monsters fighting on screen through another screen. And I I had this problem in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I, they tried to pull that shit again. I'll tell you right now. It's a little bit of a spoiler alert because I'm not really trying to talk about those. But I don't want to watch monsters fight on a news channel through the movie. That's not interesting to me. I understand that's probably the most interesting. Uh, the easiest way to have monsters fighting on screen without drawing detailed um, drawings of the monsters. But don't show me them at all, or only show that to me one time, because this movie goes above and beyond not showing where the monster is or where the monsters are. I was, I was floored by it. I was like, how are you going to have all of these freaking... Uh, monsters on screen and have the main antagonist running away from it and the fucking doors closing so you as soon as the fighting is about to start the the it's like a transition wipe into the next scene it's like no 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 what are we trying to say that oh shit you know uh 
I don't know what to say about that. There's, I don't think it's a spoiler alert to say there's maybe 10 minutes of full-on monsters in this. And it's a, over a two-hour movie. So, there, there's your problem right there. Um, on top of that, the Brian Cranston character, uh, I'm, I don't want to say uh, what happens to the family, the Brody family, but I will say he's, uh, he's not active in the movie like he is uh, advertised, like he is. This is very much a uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen flick, and barely Elizabeth Olsen's in it, but uh, it's very much all on uh, the character of Ford Brody. Um, and the character of Ford Brody, he kind of has the Tessa Thompson problem that Men in Black did in International, and he is dry. He is a boring guy that doesn't like to talk that much, and he's not that charismatic in this. Uh, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson in the majority of things he's in. Um, I loved him in Kick-Ass. Um, he was okay in Godzilla, and he was uh, also in Avengers um, as well. I think he was in the he's he's in the Marvel series, so uh, and he has plenty of credentials behind him. So he he's a he's a pretty good actor, is what I would say. But if you give him nothing to do and nothing to say, nothing interesting, then it just kind of falls flat. Um, let's see, anyone else? Ken Watanabe, he's amazing in pretty much anything he's in, and so he's very much like a character actor in the way he pretty much plays the same guy every time. Uh. Brian Cranston, you know, he of course he's not a bad actor. He's he's I just want more of him. Uh let me see. And Sally Hawkins, she's completely wasted and I would just say in all of the Godzilla movies that she's in, wasted. <laughs> uh, and uh it appears that there are some of the same characters. I don't remember a lot of these characters from the Godzilla twenty fourteen movie. Um, but a lot of them do carry over into the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie, uh, 2019. So in five years, they were still unable to bring a more compelling Godzilla movie, unfortunately. Um, and I would rate this Godzilla 2014 over the 2019 version, which is surprising considering the trailers make the King of the Monsters look bad fucking ass. But, oh boy, oh boy. So, um, yeah, let me talk about the synopsis real quick. Joe Brody, the main antagon the main protagonist in this, has something happen to his uh to a loved one, and they he just cannot get over what happened to this loved one um and his son, Ford Brody, is going to help him find out what happened to her to his spouse. And the whole first third of this movie is them trying to figure out what's going on with that. And the the last two halves of the movie, I would say, I'm saying last two halves, last two thirds of the movie are very much the repercussions of what they find. And yeah, you know what they find. Um, yeah, uh, the thing is, there's not enough character development between the Joe Brody and Ford Brody characters. And because they're so dry and so serious the whole time, there's no time for, there's no levity, there's no, uh, no one cracking jokes at all really in this. Not that we need jokes during this, we just 
need just to let the steam out just a little bit so that it's not so tense the entire time. I think the direction in this is excellent. Max Borstein and um, David Cullum on the story and screenplay do a pretty excellent job. Frank Darabont was also on here as well. Credit, uncredited additional writing, and so was David S. Goyer. That was the, I believe he was the writer on a Dark, the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, so yeah, we have some very high-profiled guys working on here. Max Borstein is a writer and producer known for the Godzilla 2014 and 2019 and Kong Skull Island. Um, and David Collum is uh, a writer on the new Wonder Woman 2020 movie in addition to the Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Uh, it looks like a miniseries. Um, but yeah, so also he was a writer. Dave Collin was a writer on the screenplay for The Expendables. So yeah, I uh, I think there's a lot of technical things that go into this movie that make it good. It's just the fact that it's not that much fun in congruency with we don't see our main character, Godzilla, not nearly enough. Um, but other than that, looks great, sounds great, pacing's just a little bit off. I heard that this movie had a lot of studio tampering, and I hear that Gareth Edwards is one of those amazing directors that lets the studio kind of do what they want with his movie. What I heard is something similar happened to uh, Rogue One, and the, apparently this guy just directs amazing movies and then has the studio come in and fuck it up a little bit, so he gets the blame, so I don't want to really put the blame on anybody, I just feel like there's a little bit of studio tampering in this, and uh, yeah, just let the man work, let the man work and give us more Godzilla, damn it, you know, I don't want to watch it through a screen, so uh, yeah, let me hop into spoilers right now for Godzilla 2014, okay, so we are talking about Godzilla 2014 spoilers as of right now, so Aaron, we know Mrs. Brody, Brian Cranston's uh, wife in the movie dies because of Brian. What Brian Cranston had to do, he had to shut the door. Otherwise, everyone would get you know uh, radiation or something crazy. I don't remember exactly what it was, but that was a really hard to scene to watch, and you really feel for him and these two great uh, performances. Um, the fact is, Aaron, the the. Uh, the main, I, sorry, what is his name? Ford Brody, the young young buck, his son. Yeah, he's uninteresting as a character. Like I said, he's just so dry, and he's so serious, and we don't really get an overall full character development with what he, he has to go through. Yes, he has to go through finding, he has to go through basically a world-ending world ending disaster to get back to his family and save a few people along the way. But there's a reason this guy's not in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, and it might have been because he was busy, but I really doubt it. I, I think that... Let me see. Brian Cranston did such a good job at, you know, setting up this amazing family dynamic. But the way that they take him out unceremoniously kind of just like... Uh, you break his neck falling off a bridge when a monster is coming through and they don't make it extremely clear that he's dead originally. It's just like, what? What? This guy just died casually off screen, sort of? It was, uh, I don't know. I was felt 
weird about it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a main character. We need to see what happens to this guy. What, you know? And, uh, I don't know. There's just a lot going on with that. And it, we're somewhere between there's too much talking in this movie about what we need to do, which does need to happen in a movie, but there's not enough action of doing stuff, you know? So there's a lot of, hey, we need to do this, but there's not so much of, hey, we've already done this type stuff. You know, we, we've already tried to conquer the monsters. We've already tried to do this. We've already tried to do that, you know? So, um, there are, there are some story and logistical problems with the Godzilla 2014 movie, mostly revolving around the, the bland characters and not really caring about who lives or who dies. Um, but unfortunately, it's a better movie than Godzilla 2019. So, take that as you will. I will be very curious if someone actually likes the 2019 version over the 2014 version. Um... And I sort of already said it, you know, this is all supposed to be one universe under, uh, you know, it's supposed to be Godzilla 2014, it's supposed to be King Kong, is supposed to be part of this universe, and uh, Godzilla 2019, uh, the monsters and that are supposed to be in it. And like I said, all the monster design in all of these movies look phenomenal. I, I, I don't have a problem with the, the technicals, the graphics, all of that. I think they all look amazing, and they... The 2014 Godzilla movie really is the, uh, is, I don't know, the weight for that, you know? So, um, yeah. I think that's about it. I pretty much covered Godzilla 2014, and, uh, if you got anything else, I might add it in the show notes. If we want to check out the Godzilla 2019 movie, I'll add that in the show notes, and, if I ever get around to doing Kong Skull Island, which I did see that, I just was never, I was not enthralled with it, but I might actually like it a little bit more now that I, I kind of understand the universe, so maybe, let's check it out. Alright, thank you for checking out the Lucky Dog Podcast, uh, please check us out at uh, theluckydogpodcast at gmail.com, be sure to rate, share, subscribe, that's how we grow, that's how we get better, that's how we understand what we're looking for, Twitter at Lucky Dog Podcast Facebook group is link is below. Twitch twitch.tv slash lucky dog podcast. Instagram is Instagram.com slash the lucky dog podcast. So be sure to check us out on all the social medias. If you want to feel free to donate, you got a couple cents here, there, it all helps. Um helps keep the lights on, keeps the podcast pumping out and helps us get more people on the air. So Thank you for listening, and take it easy.